Modern. 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 We're prepping for a voyage. Modern. The force of an old-fashioned equals whiskey mass times bitters acceleration. Why don't you make that a double? Modern Bar Cart. What's shaking, cocktail fans? Welcome to episode 129 of the Modern Bar Cart podcast. I'm your host, Modern Bar Cart CEO, Eric Koslick. Thanks for joining me for our year in review episode where we'll ring out this decade together before I take a short break to relax and enjoy the holidays. You may have noticed that we're not one of those podcasts that does seasons. Our season kind of runs all year long, but I got to tell you, by the time December rolls around, I'm in need of some serious R&R. Before I take a break, though, I wanted to share with you some of the highlights of this year in the form of stats, important current events, and emerging trends. Then I'm going to unveil a few new lightning round questions that we're going to be working into the mix in 2020. But first, let's do this thing one last time. That's right. This is when you get to make yourself a drink. This episode's featured cocktail is the Paper Plane. To make it, you'll need three quarters of an ounce each of the following ingredients. Bourbon, Aperol, Amaro Nonino, and lemon juice. Combine these ingredients in a cocktail shaker with ice. Shake for about 15 to 20 seconds until everything's well chilled and diluted. Strain into an elegant stemmed cocktail glass and garnish with a lemon twist. The Paper Plane is a cocktail that's kind of a bit of a paradox when you look at the ingredients. The first thing we notice is that it's a perfect cocktail, joining the other equal parts recipes like the Negroni and the Last Word. But unlike those drinks, the Paper Plane leans heavily on its two bitter ingredients, balanced out on either side of the flavor spectrum by the smooth, mellow bourbon and the bright, zingy lemon juice. For such a simple drink, it delivers a complex, contemplative punch that encourages you to really take your time and enjoy every drop. Another thing I really like about the Paper Plane is that it's a simple, scalable, yet festive cocktail that can easily be batched in double-pour portions if you have large ice to shake in your cocktail shakers. So if you're shaking a double portion in each hand, If you're working two shakers at once, that means you can power through four of these drinks at a time while still maintaining the integrity of the cocktail. This makes it a classy yet feasible option for your New Year's Eve party, so be sure to head on down to the liquor store and stock up on Aperol and Amaro Nonino before the big night. So, now that we've solved the question of what am I mixing up this New Year's Eve, let's give this year of podcasting the send-off it deserves. First up, let's talk numbers. In the year 2019, we published 48 individual podcast episodes, maintaining our pace of about one each week. We also received over 30,000 downloads during that time, which is mind-boggling to me. The fact that we've reached that many ears is really, really exciting, and it definitely inspires me and the rest of the team to keep cranking out great content for you here in the years to come. The last stat I want to leave you with is the number 200, 
And this is probably the most exciting stat for me because for a long while, I really wasn't following the podcast charts at all. I knew we weren't going to be anywhere near the top of any sort of list. But over the past couple months, I'm delighted to share that the Modern Barkhart podcast has been consistently ranked among the top 200 food podcasts according to Apple Podcasts, which represents the lion's share of podcast downloads across platforms and devices. We've still got a lot of work to do if we want to keep climbing those charts, but I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you, dear listener, for helping us get there. It means a whole lot that you spend some time with me each week, and I'm glad that our community of listeners is continuing to grow and thrive. Next up, let's talk about some of the current events and trends that dominated the cocktail landscape this past year. Probably the biggest trend we've seen is, of course, the rise of hard seltzer. Yeah, and I really hate that it's so popular because every time, fun fact, every time you crack open a can of White Claw, a bartender somewhere sheds a silent tear. Like it or not, there's a kind of populist anti-intellectual trend that's taken hold in our culture here in the U.S., and it's also bleeding into the way that many people drink, unfortunately. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you're one of the valiant defenders of flavor and quality, so this criticism probably doesn't apply to you, but in case it's not obvious... Hard seltzer is just a highball in a can. They use cheap grain-neutral spirits and then pump it full of bubbles and artificial flavoring. But did you know that it only takes 30 seconds to make a highball that is head and shoulders above a can of hard seltzer? All you gotta do is pick your spirit, pick your bubbly water, flavored or not. I personally like grapefruit seltzer with scotch, lemon seltzer with bourbon, and lime seltzer with gin. So once you pick your spirit and your bubbles, all you got to do is combine them over ice in your favorite glass. Then, you know what? You can even garnish it. And one thing is for certain, you're not going to be shoving a lemon twist in your can of White Claw. So take that hard seltzer. Even though you're popular, you are lame AF. Next up in trends, I got to throw a shout out to Tiki. That escape is blast from the mid-century past. It's been really popular this year uh, here in D.C. and across the country as well. And I think Tiki's been popular for a number of reasons, one of them being the penetration of artisan rum into the American market. High-quality rum's been something that other parts of the world have known about for some time, but we're finally starting to see some great affordable bottles here in the U.S., we also need to thank some great authors for releasing Tiki books in the past year, including recent interview guests Shannon Mustafer and Matt Petrick. I'll link to my interviews with those two fantastic authors over on the show notes page for this episode over at modernbarcart.com forward slash podcast, as well as my conversation with rum importer Chase Babcock of St. Benevolence Rum, who's responsible for doing great charitable work and bringing delicious Haitian clarin to the U.S. The last thing I'll say about Tiki is that a lot of folks have been taking time to throw copious shade at its less-than-admirable origins in colonialism and cultural appropriation. This is indeed the origin of tiki culture, and the two white guys who popularized it here in the U.S., Don Beach and Trader Vic, 
racked in lots and lots of cash by putting stylized depictions of native culture on display to delight their customers who just couldn't get enough of the kitsch. I've seen some articles out there proposing that because of its history of exploitation, Tiki is a prime candidate for cancel culture. I'm still in the process of putting my thoughts together on this subject, because if you're a white guy, you need to think long and hard before volunteering thoughts on cultural appropriation. But let it suffice to say that when I do throw my hat into the ring, I'm probably not going to advocate for a world where we outright ban the Mai Tai, the zombie, and the jet pilot. That sounds like a less delicious world, and I'm not for it. In terms of current events, there is one extremely current event that you all need to know about if you're invested in spirits and cocktails, and that is the recent extension of the Craft Beverage Modernization and Tax Reform Act, which allows small distillers, brewers, and winemakers to avoid massive, truly oppressive taxes on what they produce. Without this one-year extension, many distillers would have to pay a 400% increase in their excise taxes which is crazy. Not only do they pay regular sales taxes, they also have to pay this huge excise tax on the alcohol they distill or ferment. If you zoom out and look at the beverage landscape, prices are going up on things like scotch whiskey and other imported European spirits due to the tariffs imposed by that dumbass in the White House. If After this extension expires in a year, Congress doesn't see fit to extend it again or pass permanent legislation, distillers could be right back in trouble, which means that prices on your favorite craft spirits are going to skyrocket, cocktails are going to get even more expensive at your favorite bar, and industry growth will be seriously stunted. So if ever there was a time when everyday folks could chip in and help all the bartenders, distillers, and cocktail folks out there, this would be it. Please keep your eyes out for updates about this legislation. Again, it's called the Craft Beverage Modernization and Tax Reform Act. Maybe set up a Google alert to notify you when articles come out about it. And please, when somebody like my friend Jamie Winden of Lion Distilling shares details about how to lobby your political representatives on this issue, please take a moment to pick up a phone or send an email. It's very easy to do. And... Listen, your favorite spirits are being threatened, and you can do something about it. So please, please consider helping me and all of the awesome people in this industry by letting your voice be heard and telling your legislators that a 400% increase on excise taxes on distilled spirits is just absurd. On a lighter note, we're going to wrap up this year in review episode looking ahead at 2020 and all the promise it holds. After having done over 100 interviews where I've asked the same lightning round questions, I thought it might be nice to shake things up a bit. So I'm going to swap out our advicey questions, the ones about favorite cocktail books and advice for new home bartenders, for a couple questions that are a bit more intriguing. The books and the advice will still emerge every once in a while, and I think our guests can offer new titles and recommendations. So if you're a fan of those questions, don't fret. They'll make plenty of guest appearances in the future. But without further ado, please meet your new lightning round questions. And you know what? Since I'm here, I'll answer them as if I were the one being interviewed. The first question is, 
What is a spirit or cocktail ingredient that you've never tried and why? For me, the answer is amaretto. And I have a sneaking suspicion that I've probably had it without knowing it, but I don't think that really counts. So for me, it's amaretto, that Italian almond flavored liqueur. And I think the reason why I've never been motivated to try it has something to do with those DiSarono commercials circa the early to mid-2000s that felt like perfume ads, but instead they had shots of this syrupy brown liquid being poured into a glass while a woman sensually whispers, DiSarono. The ads just always seemed kind of creepy to me as a teenager because they were clearly trying to sell an image or a lifestyle rather than a product, and it was always unclear exactly what DiSarono was. They didn't say it was amaretto, it was just DiSarono. It's like a nonsense word almost. So yeah, I caught on to the marketing shtick early and as a result, I think I've always had an inherent distrust of amaretto. Not that I wouldn't try it if someone offered, it's just really not all that high up on my list. The second new addition to our lightning round is What is a view or belief that you hold in the spirits and cocktail world that might be considered strange or controversial? In truth, I probably have a bunch of controversial beliefs, but probably my most controversial is that I believe that martinis, especially vespers, can be shaken without disturbing the fabric of cocktail space-time. The consensus among cocktail experts is that shaking martini is a sacrilege and that Ian Fleming is tantamount to the Antichrist for popularizing James Bond and his affinity for shaken martinis. A lot of them feel that Ian Fleming single-handedly set back cocktail culture, uh, which I think is a little extreme. It would be something like if I wrote a series of popular spy novels where the main character always puts ketchup on his steak. I don't know, something like that. Now, Getting back to the shaken versus stirred argument, don't get me wrong. I love a classic gin martini. I think it should always be stirred. If you're curious about my formulation, I like two ounces of gin, a half an ounce of dry vermouth, a healthy dose of our embitterment orange bitters, and a nice trimmed and expressed lemon twist that stays in the glass. That's my perfect martini. However, I do think the Vesper cocktail is a member of the martini family. I do think it should be shaken, not stirred. And I hold that belief for two reasons. One is that introducing air into the equation by shaking softens and alters the texture or mouthfeel of the drink. And the other reason is that shaking is going to increase the dilution factor in the order of about 5 to 10% compared to stirring. And when you hold up a Vesper recipe right next to a classic martini recipe, you'll notice that it's got more booze, so it can handle a little increased dilution. So I know that I'm in the minority on this issue. I'm not interested in anyone trying to persuade me that I'm wrong. Got a lot of people already trying to do that. I'm not about to change my mind. And I'm not saying that you have to join me in the land where Vespers are shaken. But I will say that it is delicious over here if you'd ever care to join me. Personally, I'm really excited to hear how our guests in 2020 answer these new lightning round questions. And I hope... You'll give us a shout out on Facebook or Instagram at Modern Bar Cart to let us know what you think or maybe even share your answers. And who knows, maybe I'll even read them on air. 
Looking at the first couple months of podcasting this coming January and February, we've got some exciting stuff on tap for you. Our first episode back is going to be a compilation episode featuring some great bartender interviews from two cocktail competitions I had the privilege to attend courtesy of our friends at Catoctin Creek Distilling and McClintock Distilling. I had a lot of fun watching these bartenders work, and we've got some great video to share in association with that episode. So it's going to be a great kickoff to 2020. We're already working on it. Also, the Modern Bar Cart team will be taking another West Coast road trip in February, where we'll hit Los Angeles and San Francisco. So if you're located in one of these places and you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like to recommend an interview guest, please hit us up at podcast at modernbarcart.com. We're actively in the planning phase for this trip right now, so any recommendations will be extremely welcome. That about does it for me. And for the year 2019, I want to thank you for being a part of our happy, growing community of cocktail nerds and booze hounds, and I can't wait to hit the airwaves again in just a few short weeks. Until then, remember to always drink responsibly and experiment boldly. Cheers. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, there's two big things you can do for us here at Modern Bar Cart. One would be to tell your friends and family if you think they'd enjoy listening to us talk about cocktails. And if they don't download podcasts, they can always stream our episodes on their desktop directly from the show notes page at modernbarcart.com. The other thing you can do to help would be to head on over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and leave us a review. Five stars are great, but we're more interested in your feedback. And the beauty is, the more reviews we have, the easier it will be for other folks out there to learn about our show. We're trying to start a cocktail revolution here, and by spreading the word, you're helping us fight the good fight. You can always reach us by emailing podcast at modernbarcart.com if you're looking for cocktail or bartending advice, or if you're a pro who would like to pull up a mic and be interviewed for all to hear. Also, definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Modern Bar Cart for cocktail porn, recipes, and entertaining tips. And keep an eye out for new product releases and special offers, which are happening all the time. We love our listeners and we really enjoy giving you exclusive discounts and sneak peeks at our latest and greatest cocktail projects. This episode may be over, but for you, the mixological fun and adventures are just beginning. So remember folks, drink responsibly and experiment boldly. This episode was made possible with editing and production assistance by Samantha Reed and a little bit of monologue magic by yours truly. This has been a Modern Bar Cart production, copyright 2019.